Forgotten Poor. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes along with my good buddy Doug McCary. It has been a, a while since we've been together. And uh, I know you were off last week, and because you were off, I was off. And uh, I enjoyed listening to you and Steve yesterday as y'all bantered back and forth. By the way, um, if you missed that, I, I encourage you to go back and listen to that because you and I were just talking, Doug, before you came on the air about an email you got yesterday. And I didn't listen live. I think I shared with you I was uh, I was playing golf in the city rescue mission out at the player's course or tpc did you play the it. tpc or the valley we, no we played the tpc and uh how'd you do on 17 i i, I knocked it in the water <laughs> in fact I, I you know i it's interesting i've played in that tournament before which by the way you you want to you want to check out a great ministry the city rescue mission been around since the 40s since 1940 sometime you know they they do a tournament and they do it well i mean obviously it's played at the players course uh which is in and of itself uh, a quite an experience but uh in previous years the tee box is usually up pretty close and it's only maybe a hundred yard shot so you know from 100 yards that's that's not a super challenge at least for me it's yeah. not a challenging shot but you put it back where the pros play it it still wouldn't typically be a challenge for me but it's just the intimid. Well, uh, we'll it's say it's all this. psychological. Isn't it? It, it, it is, and and my my uh, my teammates, uh, as is often the case, if you're a, a better player, it, it, let's just say you got four guys playing. You and I've done this before. Yeah. The better player hits the last shot because a lot of times, uh, maybe the 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 first, second, and third players have not hit the best shot, and you need you need to make sure you've got it in play. Well, so Doug, uh, our my my three teammates dropped it in the water, and so the <laughs> the pressure was on. And on even I, more, right? I fully admit I I made a horrible swing, and I made a horrible swing twice because I had saved up my mulligans, hmm. and uh, I dropped two in the water. But I got to tell you, it was an amazing day. We had a great time. But all that to say, enough of that. <clears throat> on my way back, I uh, I put on my SWAT app. Uh-huh. and uh listen to the podcast from yesterday and really just it was encouraging and i super got super excited thinking about the fact that we're we're going to work through Haggai mm, yes. this week yes and we, next probably yeah we're just going going through that this week and next week and probably the week after so uh yeah we'll be doing that and by the way uh we want to let all our listeners know if you have family or friends uh, or you're listening down in the Tampa area, um, you really, you guys want to prepare because uh, they're saying that uh, you're going to start uh, see, well, you're already getting winds down there, some gusts up mm-hmm. to 40 miles an hour uh, from Adelia. And um, it's uh, 90 miles per hour uh, at the, uh, the winds are max sustained at 90 gusting up over a hundred and they're expecting it to be a category three it, it, it looks like the current track of course nobody knows exactly but it looks like the current track is going to take it uh about, about 50 miles to the east of 
Tallahassee is where it looks it looks right now going up like if you could draw a line almost center between Tallahassee and Tampa going toward Charleston direct that's where it's going it looks like uh and so uh it's going to be they're expecting it to be a category three and Brad I have to say I'm proud of you <laughs> because I texted you this morning and uh <coughs> I was like uh you proud, you know, because you've you've admitted on air before that a lot of times when these things come, you like get glued to the Weather Channel. And I said, "Get off the Weather Channel, yeah. give me a call." And you were, uh, you said, "I haven't watched it, man," and I haven't either. So it's kind of that, that was hysterical. I I, uh, I got that voice message, and uh, yeah, I, I think I saved it because I just wanted to be able to, you know. You know, sometimes you you have victory in certain areas of your life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good victory because you know we do get fixated on those things. And he's God of the waters; he's yeah, God right. of everything. And we we do prepare, and like we said yesterday, but we trust. But hey, I wanted to I wanted to run something by you. I want you to think about this because you and Vicky, I know, interact with your neighbors and you know people. So you know, right now that you know we kind of go from LGBTQ to COVID to political stuff i mean in our country right Mm -hmm. those three things have been dominating our culture uh in the last few years and the lgbtq thing is kind of quiet right now it hasn't been very active on the surface in the media but it's it is going on in the scenes in a lot of places and this is a real thing that happened and i want i want you to just think through how you and vicky might respond um because uh, this is a true story. This really happened uh, up in a very suburban area. Uh, this guy uh, and his wife, their family lived in this nice neighborhood. Uh, very, you know, when I say nice, I mean just a, a suburban neighborhood with, uh, you know, got along with their neighbors, no problem. Neighbors would come over to their house and everything. And then all of a sudden, one day, one of their kids, who's been playing where their kids now their kids are like in elementary age uh school and um around 10 or 11 years old uh the girl was Susie was her name well all of a sudden Susie came over one day and said no my name is Sam now I'm a he Hmm. so how would you respond how would you tell your kids to respond to that you know uh we're being told that the loving thing to do is to affirm the uh pronouns and uh, the the names that really go against um truth because biologically Susie's a girl mm-hmm. biologically she was born a female god made her a female uh there is no such thing as a really a biological female you're just a female Mm -hmm. you you can't be a female if you're a male and you can't be a male if you're a female now you can alter the external appearance but that does not make you a male or a female Mm -hmm. and so in that situation have you and and uh, vicky talked about that how you would respond have you had those discussions i am sure we have uh and you know interesting that you brought up multiple areas that as christians we're confronted with day in and day out you know you you think back 30 years ago doug the things we were discussing yeah and how different they are today whether it's lgbtq plus 
whether it's, um, you know, homosexuality, whether it's, I mean, just, you can just go down the list of various um, heinous, if you will, actions and sin behavior that mm-hmm. we and a lot of our cult, the culture is promoting. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, as Christians, I think, and uh, I don't know if Vicki's listening. Maybe she is. She can kind of call in if she wants or, or text me. So oftentimes, Doug, as believers, we respond in the flesh. Yeah. You know, it, it's, and it, there's a sense that we respond in the flesh because we're repulsed by what's happened. Yeah. And, and our instincts are to respond in the flesh. But mm-hmm. as his chosen people, as his royal priesthood, as his holy nation, our, our response should first be that of compassion. Yeah. You, you've often talked about prayer, care, share. You're oftentimes not going to get an opportunity to share the gospel if there hasn't been prayer that's preceded that. If there hasn't been genuine care, you know, uh, if, if we want to share the gospel, I believe sometimes there's going to be uh, there's going to be prayer that needs to precede that. Absolutely, I agree with the prayer. But what do you do if this happens? I mean, like, because because I know we have listeners out there that right. this is going to happen to yes. you. And and great point, by the way. Figure out what you're going to say yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, we need to know how to respond. You know, in Genesis 1, in Genesis 1, 27, it's very clear what God's Word says in this issue. Okay? Genesis 1, 27, it says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he mm-hmm. created them. That's pretty clear that that's a design thing from God, my male and female, the way he made them, right? In Genesis 5, 2, he says male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man when they were created. So when you think about God's creative design, is it unloving to encourage someone in a behavior that is ultimately destructive to them? Yes. Either physically, emotionally, it is yes. yeah. So, so you you have people in the church now saying to people, "Well, you just need to affirm them," and that's not compassionate. It is, and that's one of the points that I, I I'm trying to bring out here to use preferred pronouns that do not align with the biology and the creative design of God is affirm a lie. Yeah. And it, it would encourage somebody to act in a way that's ultimately destructive to their own relationship mm-hmm. with God the Father. And so uh, so what this couple did is they decided to go talk to the parents, which I think is a great idea, right? Right. Because it would be easy just to try to address it with the kids. I personally don't think that's the best approach uh, because – you know, depending on the age. Well, well, if they're 10 years old, right, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, would you want somebody telling your child that it is okay to do that? No, no I would want them to come talk to me. Absolutely. And that's the, that is the loving yeah. thing to do. Yeah. So they, they had a meeting with the parents and they started to tell them and explain 
that Susie had a desire to be referred to as a Sam and a him and all this. And uh, during the conversation, the mom continually referred to the child as a him and as Sam. And um, as the, the, the Christian family started to explain their position, uh, the mother cut them off and said, it isn't all right for you not to use the preferred pronouns. You don't need to worry about this because our children are never going to come to your house again. Um, and this, this is the quote, this is coming to you, whether you like it or not, you need to figure out how to deal with it. We'd like you to leave now. And from that point on, that family was not only isolated from them in their neighborhood, there were two other neighbors that displayed the LGBTQ flag and shun this family so this family went from being a, a, a very much a part of the community sh- to shun and this is the statement that got me this is coming you better learn how to deal with it and so we have a choice to make are we going to compromise and and folks this goes for covid mask how many times have we seen already that the mask please don't buy in you know, no, 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 no. No on the mask. No on the vaccine. They've already said that it, this, this stuff is it didn't work. It's hurt people. And so as a community, we need to be loving, caring, and stand for truth. Yep. That's what SWAT means, spiritual warriors advancing truth do not affirm delusions amen to that amen to that hey call us this afternoon that's a hot topic right 844-777-7928 you can email us your questions and comments always love to get those ask at swatradio.com stay tuned we'll be right back this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. Palatka listens at 91.9. They say sometimes you win some, 
Sometimes you lose some And right now Right now I'm losing bad Stood on this stage Night after night Reminding the Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. We're glad you tuned in. If you want to call in, the number is 844-777-7928. Again, you can email us your comments, any questions you might have to ask at SWATradio.com, A-S-K at SWATradio.com. You know, Doug, we were just chatting on the, on the break there talking about uh, this is coming to your city, right? Coming uh, to a coming to a city near you, coming right? to a neighborhood near you, yeah. coming to a household near you. I think we have often looked at the issues of our day, uh, just whatever that might be, LGBTQ plus. What we were just talking about is we typically think, well, that's happening over there, you know, whether it's the West Coast or up north or wherever. But the reality is, uh, it is coming our way. If it's not already here today, and and the, the the fact of the matter is, so much of what you and I we feel like God has called us to is to make disciples, mm-hmm. and you know was, I was just thinking about you when you joined the Marines. I mean, they probably gave you a pretty clear a, a, a clear vision of what the possibilities might be yes. uh, when you go into battle, and uh, you know I think as as SWAT spiritual warriors advancing truth where are we going to have to advance truth Hmm. and uh boy you know you just hit it right there with a topic that you might be confronted with and you better we better figure out how we're going to respond to that now yeah we we have to think through those issues and and you know we we were talking specifically about the trans issue but um another area that I'm seeing increased activity of pressure being put on churches is this idea of uh, lesbians and homosexuals, couples coming into church as, quote, gay. I use that term that they're using, gay Christians. There's no modifiers in front of the term Christian. Mm. Uh, you're, you're, you're a Christian, period. <clears throat> right. Uh, and you certainly don't celebrate um going against god's design in any way shape or form as something that uh is normalized that that, that would be like me saying i'm an adultering christian and and i'm <laughs> right. living in open adultery mm-hmm. unrepentant adultery but god loves me and he's blessed me with this woman other than my wife that's just absurd to have that ideology but that's what the enemy's done. He has duped people into thinking that that is okay. Yeah. And the church <clears throat> cannot stand by and and say, listen, this is okay. Yeah, we want to affirm you in that. We want to be loving, but we also want to tell the truth to people and tell people, listen, I love you. I care about you. And because I care about you, this is not the way. It, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love this person that you have affection for, but to have a sexual relationship other than the God-designed sexual relationship is an abomination to him. It is a, it, it, it is a rebellion against his design. And basically you're saying, 
I'm not going to follow you. I want to follow me. Mm. I want to be my king. Even though you've said this is the way it should be, I'm going to do it the way I want, but I still love you and I still receive your grace. And I don't think that's going to work out too well for people if because one, if you're his kid, he will discipline you until he takes you home early if you continue to walk in patterns mm. of sin, of unrepentant sin. Yep. And if he doesn't <clears throat> take you home, you better be wondering if you're really his. That's right. That's right. And I, you know, I think that I um I was I was just thinking as you were talking there about whether in again, whether it's just go down that list of LGBTQ plus yeah. lesbian, gay, um bi. I have to kind of trans think, trans LGBT. Do you know there's queer. over a hundred different gender yeah. classifications right yeah. now? But how are you going because you're gonna come in contact with people like that? Yeah. And and I think as much as Christians want to avoid those people, mm-hmm. that's not what Jesus did. No, we don't need to avoid him, but we don't need to uh kowtow to him. Yeah, Jesus yeah. never affirms sin in anybody. That's right. Yeah. He never even the uh, woman at the well, yeah. even the adulterer, you know. He affirmed people, but he never affirmed their sin. Yeah. And that's the difference today between some churches that are uh affirming people who were walking in a rebellious lifestyle to the king. I don't see Paul doing that. Mm-mm. I don't see Peter doing that. I don't see Jesus doing that. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they were loving, but and he sought out the Zacchaeuses of the world, the Matthews, but he, he called them to follow him. And following him doesn't mean... For Matthew, you keep cheating people, or for Zacchaeus, mm-hmm. you keep cheating people. Well, in so th- fact, quite the opposite. I mean, you you see that when they have been called, there is an immediate response. It's not a delayed response. Like you you even see it in mm-hmm. in that very text of when Jesus called uh, Simon and his brother Andrew. What did they do? They dropped their nets. And what did he tell the adulterous woman? Go and sin. Go no and more. sin no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's pretty big. Yeah, you know that's that's Jesus. He is loving, but he doesn't affirm the sin. Mm-hmm. And and so for us to do it different than that, I think is a disservice to our King. So well, uh, my my, you kind of brought this up yesterday, you and Steve, as you you discussed uh, this letter that you got <clears throat> and the 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 reality that um you know we we can sit back and watch somebody speeding down the road where you know a bridge is out yeah what what are you what are you willing to do are you willing to stand in the road and flag that car down and stop them or are you concerned that that might offend them the reality is they're headed for danger yeah in fact they're headed for destruction and uh, it's unloving to not engage. It's unloving to not put yourself out there. And it's unloving to affirm delusion. Amen. It's unloving yeah. to do that. Amen. That's not compassionate. Well, no. you know, I want to uh, get back to Haggai, Brad. We're we're in Haggai chapter one this week, looking at misplaced priorities and distractions. And 
Uh, Haggai was one of the three prophets uh, of the Old Testament, the last three prophets, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And we talked yesterday, they were the post-exile prophets. You don't see idolatry in these books. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's more sins of selfishness, mm-hmm. um, you know, God dealing with uh, wrong priorities and um, that kind of stuff. And, and so uh, Haggai and Zechariah is kind of like a one-two punch to the people of Israel and the children of Israel had come back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. God told them to do that first. And what happened is there were some people there, squatters, that didn't want them to do it. They wrote letters to Darius, who was the new king of uh, Persia at that time. And uh, they 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 stopped building. But they, well, I should say they, they didn't stop building. They stopped building the temple they started working on their condos. I mean, they all were working yeah. on it. paneled houses <laughs> is what the word is there. And um, they were led back by Zerubbabel, who was in the line of David, and Joshua, who was the high priest. And so we saw yesterday, it was very specific about the timing. It was the second year of Darius, the sixth month, the first day. And the word came from God through his servant, Haggai. And God always sends his word through his servants. And a lot of times when we go to church on Sunday or even in our personal lives, when we're just, God may move you to come to me and Mm -hmm. and you notice something in me and you're praying about it. And God really moves you to come and confront that, whatever it is. Well, a lot of times, instead of me hearing it as coming from the Lord, and I'm not saying that God spoke audibly to you but as you were reading and praying he moved in you by the power of the spirit to come and to hold me accountable i dismiss it that's just brad you know why is he being like this Hmm. instead of seeing god trying to speak through somebody or when the pastor's up on sunday and he's preaching god's word and the word comes and you instead you just think that's uh joby martin at 1122 mm-hmm. or richard cooper at pontevedra Press or doug rudd at christian family chapel or whoever the pastor is you just think about that person not thinking that god is speaking through that person and that's a big mistake that we mm-hmm. make because oh. god speaks through his people yeah and so whether you like them or not yeah <laughs> yeah he he speaks and his messengers, the prophets specifically, always identified a nation's sin. They warned them about what was about to happen, and they told them what godly repentance looked like. And so in this case, God's speaking through Haggai, and we, we saw in verses 1 through 5 yesterday about basically it says the Lord of hosts, that word, that, that phrase is used 14 times in these two chapters, and the people say this is god speaking these people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house lord because things got hard but then he says then the word came again saying is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in paneled houses why this house lies in ruins now therefore thus says the lord of hosts consider your ways and and so we ended yesterday with verse five and really verse five is the, the modern paraphrase of that is, how's things working out for you right now? <laughs> you know, how's yeah. that working out for you? And think about how your life has been going. And today we're going to, 
we're going to look down, Brad, at really uh, verses probably 6, 6 through 10. And we're going to look at how life was working out for the people as they were walking in disobedience to God. Yeah. And God's trying to get their attention. And you heard me mention to Steve yesterday, he's done that to me. He's done it to Steve. I'm sure he's oh, done it man. to you. Yes. So that's what we're going to look at. And the reality, Doug, is we're thankful for that. Oh, yeah. It's not pain- at the time. Oh. <laughs> as painful as it might be, we're thankful for it because God has a purpose and yeah. it's to transform us. Yes. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928, 844-777-7928. Email us your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Nettleton, and this is the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Narsbeck was delighted when the elders of his home village in Kyrgyzstan invited him to help distribute humanitarian items. But as his team was greeting the villagers, a group of young Muslim zealots rushed in and began pummeling the visiting Christians with fists and rocks. By God's grace, they were able to escape back into their cars, but even as they drove away, the mob continued throwing rocks and chanting, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Kyrgyzstan law protects religious freedom, but police rarely intervene on behalf of persecuted Christians. Pray justice will be done and Kyrgyz believers will continue to show God's love, even to their attackers. I will not let my brothers and sisters suffer in silence, nor will I let them serve alone. To join me in a prayer for persecuted Christians, go to vomradio.net. Here's the latest Hurricane Adelia update. Adelia is building into a powerful hurricane with sustained winds of 85 miles per hour, but expected to grow into a Category 3 storm before making landfall tomorrow morning on the Gulf side of the state. Her expected path will bring her close to the Jacksonville area through the day tomorrow. We can expect gusty winds, periods of intense rain, and probable flooding. Today is the day to prepare. Check this station's website for further details. This update brought to you by Covenant Roofing. Get a free roof evaluation at 8334 Covenant. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio, Brad. Brad Sykes here along with Doug McCary coming to you live on this uh, Tuesday afternoon uh, pre-storm that is moving our way, but I think it's going to miss us. I don't know. We may get the ugly side of that storm. We may get a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, it was funny. Uh, you go into Publix and you see water everywhere. You go into uh, like Ace or Home Depot, generators everywhere, and the hysteria begins. Well, I told you. It, well, you were so gracious uh, to notice that I had uh, – or, or, or I shared with you that I have not been on the Weather Channel and uh, – it's a little inside joke, but you could go back about three or four or five years and listen to some of our podcasts from uh, from when we've had other storms headed our way. I've had a, a kind of a challenge over the several years that when when there's a storm, you know, several thousand miles out there, we start tracking it. And uh, anyway, the preparation for it 
but I've been able to use that as some good illustrations in my teaching sometimes that, you know, in light of even what you said in the first session, when we're, when we're talking about the things of this world that are just crazy, mm. are we prepared for those kind of storms that are coming our way? And I, I showed up yesterday after playing golf, walked up on the front porch and there were four cases of water sitting on my front porch. Clearly my wife had been uh, either watching the weather channel or seeing what was going on. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to miss that storm, but uh, we'll be. And I'm happy about that. I am too. I am too. Uh, you but, know, it's uh, so funny. <clears throat> yeah, I remember talking to Lori one time. We were talking about the whole storm thing. And, Lord, you know, we just pray that you'd protect us from the storm and, you know, uh, don't let it come to Jacksonville. Send it to Tallahassee. <laughs> you know, I mean, like somebody, when a storm's coming, somebody's you know what I'm gonna saying? Get, yeah. Somebody's going to get hit And with so it. we do need to pray pray for the people that will be affected by yeah. it and pray that the church, you know, the, the world is broken. Uh, the, the creation groans. And yes. one of the destructive yeah. things in our in our world is a hurricane. It's one of the most yeah. destructive things that happens. And yet God is in control. He sits sovereign over every storm that takes place. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, we, we, we do ask for mercy. I remember when I think it was Matthew or Ian one came and I stayed at home with the kids. And I remember all night our house shook. It was like 80, yeah. 90 mile an hour yeah. winds. And I'm holding my Bible over my chest oh, man. praying because I'm like, did I make a mistake by not going over the bridge and getting out of here? And so, yeah, it can be very scary. So we do need to pray for the the people down in the Keys and then the Tampa area as it as that storm pushes in, and even the folks up in the coast up around Tallahassee, uh, you know, the uh, south of Tallahassee yeah. down there, uh, because it it definitely is coming and is strengthening. And well, and I think Doug, you know, the, those storms, whether they're real weather storms or whether they're storms of life that are inevitably going to come you know i'm not saying we shouldn't pray that it maybe misses us but the reality is if it misses us somebody else is going to get hit by that storm and the reality is maybe we we pray that god that we don't avoid the storm but that he strengthens us in that storm and uh you know those are those are the challenges that we face i'm literally driving here just a short while ago uh, my wife called me to inform me that a, a very dear friend of mine who was diagnosed with colon cancer about four months ago, uh, and it had spread to his liver. He was supposed to go in for surgery today to remove what was in the liver, but when they got him open, they immediately stitched him back up because the cancer was everywhere. They just couldn't do anything. Yeah, and uh, you know, I just these are opportunities to pray mm-hmm. and to stand on the solid rock of Christ because the storms are coming. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of what, what are we building our house on? Well, and, uh, well you know, it, it, speaking of building your house, that's a good segue back to Haggai because these people were supposed to be working on God's house because that's what God yeah. instructed them to do. But instead, they were focused on themselves. And I know we do that a lot. Um, in verse 5, God says, consider your ways. How's that working out for you? Yeah. You've forgotten me. You sought for yourselves. Think about how your life has been. I want you to read 5 through 11 as we look at this text today of Haggai, this prophet who was sent by God to speak to the people to say, you need to 
rearrange your priorities. You have misplaced priorities. You've been distracted. And and this is what he wants to say. So read uh, verses 5 through 11. Yeah, Haggai chapter 1, verse 5. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house, that I may take pleasure in it, and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Mm. Therefore, the heavens above you have withheld the dew, and the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and the hills, on the grain, the new wine, the oil, on what the ground brings forth, on man and beast, and on all their labors. Mm. Wow. This is the very words of the Lord. And, you know, he bookends what he says about things, how, how life is going on with consider your ways. He says it twice. He says it mm-hmm. in verse 5 and 7. And in between, this is says, he says, listen, you've gone out and you've sown a lot, but you haven't harvested very much because mm. who's in charge of what you bring in? I am. <laughs> You, you you eat and drink, but you're never satisfied because satisfaction doesn't come in those things. He says you got clothes, but you're not warm. You have money, but you're putting it in a purse with holes. In other words, you got lots of problems. You remember that old uh, song, Against the Wind? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're running, running against, against the, the wind. You're running against the wind, man. It, it, you're going against the God of the Lord of hosts, the that word means Yahweh, who's in charge of the angel armies. And God's saying, what's changed in your life? It's not God. He didn't move away from you. Reminds me of what, uh, what the Lord said to Paul. Why do you, why do you kick against the goats? Yeah. You, God doesn't move away from us. Mm-hmm. We move away from him. And he's saying, reflect on this. Let's change. Change your priorities. Take your time and energy that you've been putting um, uh, towards yourself and put towards God. You know, Brad, I said yesterday, you know, it's, it's like guys can't have a quiet time with God in the morning or they say it's too early to get up to a come to a swap Bible study at 630, but they can get up at 5 a.m. and go work out at the gym mm-hmm. or they can go sit in a deer blind or a duck blind uh, to do that. Now, I know that's meddling with people. You know, they don't want to hear that. (laughs) But the bottom line is he's saying you need to reflect. Look at your life. Look at what's going on. Change your priorities. Take the same time and energy that you put into yourself. Put it towards God and his priorities that he may be glorified. He says, you bring your stuff home. And he says, I blow it away. And he mentions the heavens and earth in verse 9 and 10. You, You can't blame the weather. You can't blame the bugs. You can't blame all this bad luck. Uh, I remember somebody said not too long ago, they were talking about luck. And 
It's not luck. The entire universe, God says in verse 9 and 10, is against you. Can you imagine that? Mm. He says, God says, I shut it down. I shut down the rain. I shut down the produce. I have all authority, and I'm standing against you because your priorities are in the wrong place. I've called for a drought on man and beast and on all your labors. In other words, everything your hand touches, it ain't going to work because I am trying to get your attention. And God takes full responsibility for their problems. All of nature obeys God. And, you know, up to this point, God's dealing pretty severely with them. And he lays it out, mold, mildew, all this stuff. And it's not the bugs. It's not the weather. It's me, he says. Hmm. That's that's pretty clear from the text. Well, I think that brings us back to the beginning where we talk about prioritizing. What is our priority? Yeah. Is is my priority to uh, to build paneled houses? <laughs> yeah. Or is my priority to put the Lord first? Yeah. And I think you know, we talk about the Shema oftentimes within the context of SWAT, you know, that we're going to pursue him. That as we pursue him vertically, it's going to affect our horizontal relationships. Absolutely. It, it, it absolutely does. And it, I was thinking just to say before we take this break is the fact that, and I put this in my notes from the SWAT uh, training day, that I've sown much but have nothing to satisfy my soul. Ultimately, isn't that what our culture's dealing with right now? Yes. We are seeking all these other things that, like they're going to satisfy our souls and yet it's empty it's the priorities remember matthew 6 seek yes. first the kingdom yes. of god yes so. amen well, as solomon said vanity vanity it's all vanity yeah. hey glad you tuned in if you want to call in 844-777-7928 844-777-SWAT email us ask at swatradio.com we'll be right back after the break If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth.
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving Kings Bay at 91.3. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. We are going into our final segment and uh, love to hear from you. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928. You know, Doug, uh, I, I get a lot of people I talk to. Some, some will text me while we're on the air and enjoy listening to you and I. If they could only hear the conversations we have when these mics are not on, yeah. you shared something with me in the last break, and I was like, it just brings a smile to my face. Yeah. I, you know, because you and I, I mean, obviously we've been friends for for years and years, but decades. Uh, but but, we, but <laughs> yeah. over the years, you know, because we're so close, we're able to just share burdens that God has put on us, and uh, you know, those storms that we come into, and when we see God answer those prayers. Uh, it's a joyous it time. Is. It I mean, really is. I'm sitting here grinning in the in the in the studio, <laughs> well, and our listeners don't even know what's happening. Uh, other uh, than to say, we we need to be praying for one another, you know. And and we've got listeners right now who are going through some storms. Yes, we do, and we'd love to hear from you. Just yeah. So, well, you listen, know. I know we had a caller, Dave. If you're still listening, you can call back. Sorry, we we try to take calls in the fourth segment. Sometimes we'll take them in the first segment. Um, uh, but we try to focus on the second, third segment and on getting through the text. And so, uh, Dave, uh, I know you had called, uh, if you're listening, go ahead and call us back one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight, And we'll try to get to your question or comment. Um, but, uh, we, you know, Brad, as we were working through Haggai, I can honestly say I've read through the Bible a bunch and until you teach it. It, it, it for some reason it, it just never really jumped out as i've read through it i mean i read about the priorities mm-hmm. i read about them you know focusing on themselves and but man when you really get into it when god says i blow it away <laughs> you bring it back i blow it away the heavens and earth are against you i called for a drought against man and beast and the labor of your hands i mean like that 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 is an attention getter yes amen and i i was thinking about i mean you and i have both experienced what god has blown away Mm -hmm. in our own life you think of the chaff that he will blow away he's not interested in that what he's interested in and this is coming directly from my notes from the training day and i wrote this out I kind of verse by verse wrote out because I felt like 
every verse in Haggai just spoke to me. Mm. It, it, it didn't speak to somebody else for me. It spoke to me. And I wrote down here, I said, God will destroy. He will blow away all that goes toward my own glory. Mm-hmm. And when I, you know, it's kind of like oftentimes we've referred to the Bible and the Bible is, refers to itself as a mirror. Yeah. That we look at a mirror when we look into God's word. And what it exposed to me is how oftentimes I'm building things for my glory. Yeah. And the thing is, as he's dealing with this, you got to remember he is not dealing with the fact that they cared about their homes. What he's dealing with is the fact that they neglected to do the thing he told them to do in the temple. Mm. They were supposed to rebuild the temple. And when things got tough, they said, well, obviously, because things are tough, this is not what God wants. Have you ever had that happen? <laughs> things get tough and you say, well, God probably doesn't want me to do this. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's easy to oh, go yeah. down that road. And then you start focusing on yourself, thinking about the things you want to do to the neglect of what God's told you to do. And that's what they were doing. And God said, listen, you need to get your priorities right. You need to repent. Yeah. And they end up repenting. We're going to cover that uh, tomorrow, which is great. It's a great response. I love it. You don't see it a lot in Scripture, mm. but you do see it every now and then where God sends a messenger and the people actually respond with repentance. And boy, you and I were talking about in the break, what a beautiful thing it is when, you know, and God's God's mercy and grace is greater than his discipline. Yes. And and yes. it is a beautiful thing when we repent and God pours out his grace on us and and we're able to talk to other people about that. That's that's why you get that vertical component right. Then you can see your brother and and instead of seeing that log in his eye, you see the log that was in your eye that God graciously helped you remove mm-hmm. so that you can speak to your brother in love and help that brother see this isn't the way. Yeah. This mm. isn't the way. And I know from personal experience. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I know from personal experience, not once, not twice, but multiple times. And I remember uh, on Saturday at the training day after we left, uh, and we had some conversations before we left for our, our you know, activity of the day, which mine was golf. I literally got in the car, turned off the radio and just prayed and just confessed that so oftentimes the things that I'm busy doing that I'm the seeds that I'm sowing, if you will, they're not they're not going to satisfy me in any you know substantial way. It's certainly not going to satisfy my soul. And I'm reminded in verse ten where it says, "Therefore the heavens above you have withheld the dew, and the earth has withheld its produce." What a great reminder that is. I, I go back to Matthew twenty twenty eight eighteen, where Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He's all, in control. All of nature yeah. obeys God's words. <laughs> Think about that. And you know what I immediately popped into my mind from the New Testament is Jesus asleep on the cushion in the boat and the disciples are panicked because of the weather going on around them. That's me. And, That's and, me, Doug. Yeah, and yeah, but instead of saying, Master, will you do something? 
That's not what they said. Mm -hmm. They said, don't you care? Now think (laughs) about that for a second. To say, listen, I can tell you that I've had lots of conversations with men over the years who question whether God cares about them. That is probably one of the most absurd questions that is ever asked of God, I think. Don't you mm. care? How did Jesus respond to the, the, the 12 when they asked him that? He said, where's your faith? Yeah, yeah. Because it's a faith issue. Mm-hmm. When, when you say to the God of the universe who sent his son to die on a cross for you, don't you care? Because what happens is we say, don't you care, God, when we don't get our way. Well, we have such a microscopic view of life. Yeah. We, we have a we have a today view only, and and an our plan view. <laughs> well, exactly. you know, like because if mm-hmm. if our plan isn't blessed by God, then He doesn't care. Yeah. Instead of saying, "God, why am I not on your page? <laughs> You're the conductor. I'm just the." I'm the oboist on the back row. You know, I'm the I'm the fourth chair oboe back there trying to do my own thing, and you keep correcting me saying, Nope, that's not the music I want you playing. Yeah. And and so it's it's easy to, let's just face it, when you go through difficulties just like they did, it is easy for us to get our eyes off of God and onto things that make us feel better about what's going on in our life to deal with the the pain of discouragement, mm. the pain of attack, the pain of... And listen, the enemy, if you're God's child, you can rest assured you're going to have problems in this life from the enemy. Yep. He wants to do everything he can to discourage you, to distract you, to uh, basically get you off the path of following God's uh, will for your life. Hey, listen, he, he did it to Jesus he's doing it to you he he is absolutely and peter says that he says why are you so surprised at these fiery trials that come among you right i mean because if you want to be his then you're going to experience it well if you are his you're going to experience yes and it's a good reminder that whatever the storm you might be in if you're his it is for his glory it is for your good and his glory and uh, by the way, I mean that's true of you and me. And that that oftentimes when when hardships come or trials or storms, what is our attitude? Exactly. But we should expect it. Can you right. imagine a marine over, let's say, twenty years ago in Afghanistan, in the middle of a hostile area, going, "Why are these people shooting at me?" Mm-hmm. Why, why are these people trying to hurt me? Yeah. Well, because that's the enemy coming against you. We live in a hostile world to God. Yeah. We live in a hostile environment to God. This world is not our home. It is the yeah. battlefield. Yes. And like John Piper said, we try to use prayer as room service or an intercom to call for an extra pillow instead of calling for close air support to come in and get it, give us some support against the enemy. Yeah. Uh, we're not on a cruise ship. We're on a battleship. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, anyway, well, good, good reminder to kind of loop up back what we were talking about earlier that, you know, it, <clears throat> if you're going into battle, it's, it's helpful to know what you're going to encounter in those battles. And we tend to, as Christians, uh, you know, going back to even what we've been discussing all summer long is that our relationship with the Lord 
is not a transactional situation where we've just received Jesus. Hey, I'm in. The reality is when 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 you surrender your life to Christ, you're His now. Yes. And we we literally surrender our will to His. Yeah. Whatever that might be. Well, I I want to go back to the two phrases He said in verse five and verse seven. Consider your ways. He bookended it. Mm-hmm. Think about how your life has been. You know, you don't run against the wind. Reflect on it. God has not moved away from you. You've moved away from Him. And what all He wants you to do is to acknowledge that, repent, and say, Lord, I want to reach, I want you to change my priorities back to yeah. seeking yeah. your kingdom first. Amen. Amen. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to send us an email, send that to Doug at SWATradio.com or Brad at SWATradio.com. If you have a question, Send that to ask at SWAT